0: hello hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the colby rebel show i am your host colby rebel where my goal is to make that connection or answer that question however tonight we have a very very special guest in-house with us as we really take the dark side of investigating a little bit further so you know this guest already everybody if you were here for uh vino and voices and we had our weekly weekly uh, episode you will know this person very near and dear to me she is absolutely one of my best friends in the whole world but she's also an incredible psychic medium teacher author and the absolutely famous Jennifer Schaefer. So hello, Jennifer. Hi. Hi, Paulie. Thank you. Hi there. How are you? I am doing fabulous. How are you doing? I am doing great, and I am super, super excited to have you on tonight. Uh, As you know, we have something very, very exciting this weekend. That is the Parapod Festival, and it is finally here. So very excited that you and I get to do that presentation together where we're going to talk about intuitive investigation and what that is. And I thought, well, what a great way to kick off the weekend and to have you on the show right here, right now, and start diving in deep with it.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Colby. And I am so excited about this weekend. It's been I love what Tony Sweet has put together. I love. I met him through you, through your podcast that you had over there. It's wonderful. I'm looking forward to it this weekend with you.
0: Thank you, thank you. And and so you know, I know that uh, you and I have actually taught this before, and uh, I've really had the privilege of working with uh your your whole group and everything that you've put together i know you're very very passionate about having a voice for the victims and and yeah. really being able to kind of bring justice uh to the forefront and so i i wanted to kind of know what got you into intuitive investigation initially it
1: was kind of one of those things that for me you know we always say that but um it was something that kept happening. So I'm I had a case and then it kinda led to another case and then it kinda led to another case and then it put me on TV and then it just and started unfolding that way. Which was um it was heartbreaking what I saw and it and every time that I would look into something or help someone, it just made it feel it made me feel better and made it yeah. feel better. And I just felt there was a there is a great need for it, you know. Yeah, and it was just, uh, I just I'm like this is my tithing. They call it tithing Mormon. I'm not Mormon anymore, but I was raised Mormon, so my tithing is it's my proponent work. It's the way I get back. It's the way we get back.
0: Got it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, although there's so much effort and energy that goes into, and we don't have immediate resolution, uh, it is nice. You know, when that resolution does come about and, and we do find that our work has really facilitated a lead or a connection. I, I know you recently, I don't know if you're able to speak of it, but I do know recently you said something you had worked on um, that that they really had this big breakthrough uh, and some resolution. So is that something you can talk about on area yeah, I can. I can, actually. So a police detective reached out to my assistant,
1: Tony. And that's usually how, so the I can't know anything before I go into it. And so she handles everything and then puts it on my schedule. And so I, I spoke to this person. This was your, uh, and this is what happens with cases. Um, They end up, you know, we work on them a couple years ago and then things start happening afterwards that ends up You know, it just takes a long time before it gets resolved or before it gets, you know, if you think about people that end up in jail, for instance, it might take years before there's a hearing, even. Yeah. I mean, this takes forever. But in this case, it was a cold case back in 1990, and this woman went missing. And so I felt that with what I saw, with what was coming in when I gave this information to him, and he didn't have any way of saying, or no this is usually how it works when i work with F-Buget, for instance i will i will get information to them and there's no feedback until later on but with this particular T it was so eerie how everything we said and my academy worked on it too and so with the into investigations academy that i have what we can i explain a little bit about that just real fast yeah that, yes exactly yes. yes so you and i've taught a co- we taught a course, and that actually helped with um, with getting a, a lot of people to form this group. And this particular group, they would get. So I gave them this case. We gave them this case, and they do this work on their own, and then they come back, and we're able to um, take the main. We basically try to create an algorithm. So let's just say there's 200 people in this in in, in my academy. And let's say that 90% of them or 90 90 of the intuitives, 90% of the intuitives, excuse me, end up saying the same thing, like end up saying that this person was near water or this person was near a bank. This person was in Wisconsin or Washington, whatever it is. We take all those hits and then we give it to the investigators or the families or law enforcement. And it was just fascinating. It was so eerie. So when, by the time two years later, you know, who I, this i spoke to this police detective he said he goes the police chief was so blown away by it that they researched me (laughs) because (laughs) i'm sure that i wasn't you know um necessarily involved i get researched a lot but all the hits that we said ended up unfolding over the next two years down to you know i said to him i said i don't believe that her the person that killed her is even still alive And sure enough, they started putting things together and they started, and they actually are very close to um, getting this person, um, somebody that's connected to this person. I said that this person was, there was somebody that was going to, that was in his later years that wanted to get something off his chest and they were going to make a connection to this person that would eventually give who killed this other person. It was just really fascinating to get that feedback from the police chief and from the police detective and then yeah. give it back to the academy and what a great job they did. I mean, it, it is fascinating. It's fascinating. I found, you know, they all are like, wait a second. You know, you saw them in the class. They're like, we got the
0: same answers or similar answers and everybody works separately. That's the idea too is that, you know, I think some people – are very practical and logical and say, well, wait a second. How how could you know something or tune in? And but the but the idea is that we can, right? Because we do have that all knowing self and we all have that intuition. And when we lean into that intuition and really trust where we're setting the intention within the investigation, we can yeah. certainly come up with this grid, right? This grid idea. And and I do I do find that it's very, very valuable. I think the other thing too, that is is so fascinating again with the way you work and why we do a lot together is the amount of integrity that you have doing this. You know, there are a lot of people, if they go into this, they will say things haphazardly or irresponsibly. And I know both of us put a lot of integrity into how are we delivering it? What are we saying? How are we, really uh putting that that information together as well absolutely and just for just
1: starting off we have never offered information on any cases Yeah, like, what I'm like one of the biggest complaints that law enforcement has is that they'll get a thousand fo- phone calls for a missing person and that 800 800 of them say they're psychic mediums yeah. and that what this person is and they're like there's no way we can do this that's why That's why I formed an academy. Like More eyes on the unseen and the scene is better than just me because that's what really it got boiled down to. I'm like, this is a lot to handle. And it's a lot, like you said, with the delivery of the messages. You were It is, I'll never forget, if I may, uh, a family that came into my office and it was a pro bono case. Mm -hmm. They all are, but this dad was just sitting there like this. And I looked at him and I said, listen, I'm sorry that you your son's not here, but I can't it's challenging for me to get information when you're blocking it when you're blocking when you're seeing like this and he's like And the wife was like, I'm so sorry Jennifer I'm like, I just I'm doing this out of I'm doing this out of You know out of my heart. I'm like, I'm not doing this for any other reason and He just looked at me and he's just like, you know what? I'm sorry because we were taken for thousands of dollars and these The sidekicks said that they would go find him in Mexico. They said he was in Mexico. They came back and filmed it and said that, um, I'm sorry, I think that your son's body parts were sold. So I'm sorry if I'm not completely like overwhelmed about seeing you today. And I just was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. How could that happen? How could yeah. some do that to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I, just, I was just that stuck with that was eight years ago. That has never left my mind. And that's what we're up against that, you know, you and I have made sure that we make this professional. We yeah. do everything we can to make it, you know, to make other people know that, that they can tap into their own intuition. We don't say, Oh, it's just us. We're the only ones yeah. that can, but we're like, Please. please there's enough you know there's enough clients to go around there's enough like when you t- the world would look like a better place if everybody knew what they were capable of but that's yeah, absolutely it was just we are doing everything we can to make sure that we have protocols you don't offer information on a case you have to be connected to it somehow so somebody needs to either be a family member or a police officer that works on the case you have to have a connection. In my, that's how I work. Other people might not work like that. I know there's some that don't, but that's just how I work. Yeah. And that helps.
0: And I think too, so when we're, you know, teaching or helping people tap into their own intuitive investigation side of themselves, some of the things we say is to, you know, feel into the energy of the situation. What are you feeling? That clairsentience as we know it to be. But- Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think when students have an opportunity to kind of feel and lean into what is the energy around this, you know? you know, Because again, a missing person's case does not necessarily mean a homicide, right? It doesn't necessarily mean a crime at all. Um, especially someone chooses to, to uh, create their own disappearance. But it and is it- interesting to see what happened. And then we also talk about remote viewing. So in remote viewing is a really important aspect of this. So why for the listeners that are kind of tuning in and wanting to learn more, why don't you explain uh, the concept of remote viewing, what that is, what someone would do, uh, if you don't mind. So remote viewing is where
1: you... So there's a, there's a couple of ways for remote viewing. There's a very, very well... Um, how would I say? It? For instance, Joyce Jackson... She's a fabulous medium that I work with, and she does remote viewing where she gets certain, like, they give her a certain point, they give her a certain time, and they give her numbers, and then she goes off of that. The way that I do remote viewing and the way that I work, you know, with my FBI agents, they'll call me up and they'll say, Jennifer, we're going to go do this best. And I will be able to remote view by looking into what they're going to do or what, what that place looks like. I'll tell him okay so I'm getting that you guys are getting you know just as an example you guys are going to go in the back and they're like yes and I'm like I'm getting that you have to walk up two steps yes I'm getting that you need to go through and I you know I went through this whole process. like how do you know this stuff I'm like that's because you remote view Um, people do it they just don't even know that they are doing it how many times has somebody described where you're on the phone and you're talking to a girlfriend she's describing this guy and you're like you could totally see who he is or you could totally see where they're at. I just know that I'm being given the information versus coming up with the information. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the idea for anyone is just to imagine. So let's say for anyone out there and you want to practice this, uh, look at something you lost recently, right? Or maybe one of your friends lost something and you know, they say, oh, I, I lost my ring. I can't find it. So just, again, put the intention on where could that ring be? Where's the energy? And just see if it starts to put you, if you see a dresser drawer, if you see it behind a bed, if you see it in a car, if you see it left on a sink. Like, what are those images that pop up? And and that could really go, okay, wait a second. That's remote viewing. <laughs> and we could take it
1: one further, too, where you can ask, What does this person want for their birthday?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But again, I I think too, you know, it it is disheartening because when we do this work or when we are helping it again, it's for the best intentions, but you know, there's not always uh, a positive outcome and there's not always an immediate outcome. The best we can hope for, I believe the best is closure. And not always do we get that closure. Um, you know, but we, we do strive for it. And and the idea is hope, right, Jennifer, because the hope is even though we don't have closure today or tomorrow, we may have it uh, next year, a few years down the road. The well, hope is justice. And there's something yeah. that's
1: very interesting about time, because when I you know, early on when I started doing this work ten years ago. Time showed up like something that I felt like was going to happen tomorrow didn't happen for seven years. Yeah. And if you have any judgment towards whatever you're looking at, like for instance, you know, you can feel the parents that they're just like, well, of course, this person's going to get caught soon when they are still out there 10 years later. You know what I mean? And you have to, you have to, re- it's a very interesting, um, way to get information and then you still have to be you're not predicting but you're also you're also giving like hey i feel like this is going to happen but i can't gauge where you know when they're going to have um when justice justice is going to take it yes those years yes absolutely bakersfield three for instance that i worked on that and same with the academy that is taken a long time and yeah, what five years ago ended up happening, you know, mm-hmm. over the next five years. And that's kind of nutty too. And people are still trying to wrap their heads, heads around it. But yeah, that's kind of what we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are you able to keep like all your information and all your cases so that you can kind of go back and say, okay, let me do a little check in here. Let's see where we are with this, that sort of thing. Um, I'd, I actually... Tony
1: does keep it because I make everybody record it. So like when the Bakersfield three, three moms were in my office, they had actually a film crew. And that has happened several times, actually. I make sure everybody records it because I don't remember the things that come through me. I remember mm-hmm. associated to the cases that I work on. But on cold cases, we usually have the information because that's right. and she keeps it. But um, and then we're able to go back on it. But I usually like even if I have to look at a case again, even if it's like two or three years out from the first time, I like to do it cold. I don't want right. to know what I've said before, because then if it comes back that I'm saying the same things that I said before, it's good, hopefully with good information. But that's usually it's better that way for me.
0: Right. Yes, absolutely. What is your favorite part about volunteering and offering your your gifts and services towards uh, intuitive investigation. My favorite part is having
1: them be excited, having them understand their own gifts. That's what's really exciting. Um, putting that academy together, you know, some of the women that I wanted to be in it, they're just like, I, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I'm gonna get information. Every single one of them got information. yeah, you know and it just comes somebody might have felt it, like you said, the Claires. They all do it. They, everybody perceives information differently and receives it differently. And yeah. so I think that was my favorite part.
0: Well, I think what's interesting too is that, you know, I find when we have cases or a situation where there's an unknown factor of the absolute conclusion. And, but it's interesting because even in a reading, I'll be giving something or saying something. And the family member will be, you know, that's been our our gut intuition all along as well. So, you know, again, not knowing any of the facts, it's what we are leaning into and what we are getting is also in alignment with the gut feelings of the people closest to uh, the victim. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of times they know, but they don't want it mm-hmm. to. And yes, yeah. so- even when I get information... And I'm looking at a parent who really is hoping their sons is hoping that their son's alive. Um, I, there was a certain case where I'm just like, I I felt him on the other side, but I always say I never, you don't work on a case like that and say the person's dead. You just don't do that, especially if you don't have a body, especially if you don't have proof. But in this case, I really felt this person gone. I said, well, and this person was telling me to tell my mom. And I said, how am I going to say that? And her son said, tell her that I that she had a dream two nights ago. And I showed her what happened. And when I said that, I didn't have to say it. But I said, hey, your son is showing me that he was in your dream state two nights ago. And that he told you what happened. And she just started bawling. She knew exactly what I was talking about. I didn't say it. He showed me the way and a lot of times they do show you and just because we know information doesn't mean we say it you know i asked her all the time do i say that now and they're like no you'll have an opportunity later that's yeah. not a big thing you don't tell a mother if her daughter's missing some the things that you think are happening or the things that you feel happened you don't say that you know it's it's again it goes back to protocols and what we try yes. to you know yes
0: Yes, absolutely. Because there is, you know, there is an amount of practical evidence that is also needed, right? If we're gonna go into things, that we have to have a way to somehow have that validation or proving as well, rather than just this kind of random ideas that we're deciding to put together, right? (laughs) Nothing. I always told you like we are not
1: we are not solving cases. We are help assisting. It takes a team. It takes teams after teams after teams, and that's just yeah. to get it. that's just to get it to a certain point, and then you have the yeah. you know, judiciary system that takes it from there, which is also a crapshoot. And yeah, it, it is. It is definitely. I don't know. It's it's a lot.
0: It's yes, a lot. yes, yes. Um, and I know that we have, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of good that we can be doing and committing, and. You know, it, it's just a matter of leaning into it and leaning into what, what we can do to help. Um, I know psychometry is also a big part. So uh, for anyone out there, psychometry is when you feel a, a physical item of another person and you are able to get the feelings, the energy around it, the impressions around it. Jennifer, right. I know you you love psychometry in your investigations. Yeah, and and I know that um they really seem to to help you. If you don't mind just telling the listeners a little bit more about how that psychometry does help you. Sure. I had a
1: situation in Manhattan Beach years and years and years ago where a girl went missing. And whenever that is a live case, that's so close, especially close to home, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I always have the parents or law enforcement bring me something of the victim, or of the person that goes missing. And so, in this particular case, I was brought a sweater, one of you know, and I think a teddy bear or something like that. And by filling into that, or just holding onto it, it's just it's almost like a confirmation of what you're getting anyway. But it just there's a stronger link. And when you're dealing with a case that where a girl is missing, or where somebody was murdered, you want to have something. That's of theirs. It just, whether you need it or not, is not the point. It just creates a stronger link to you and the victim or to you and the person that's gone.
0: Yeah. It does help because I feel like also it hones in on the intention. It hones in on, you know, that specific person rather than picking up uh, randomly what we could pick up around us, right? Right. (laughs) Because there's a lot, there's a lot to it. I know this is a hard question without preparation, but can you think of, you know, your favorite case, something you really just... Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, why don't you share uh, a story about your favorite case? Uh, it, was, it was a call that
1: came in. I was actually carpooling. And they were, they were actually looking in to this place, and there, it, was actually, it was for one of the most wanted people. I think the third most wanted and, um, this person was basically, basically, um, a pimp for children and just that alone says a lot, but, and so when they called me up, they're like, you know, I gave them what I was looking at. I told them to what I, cause it, I can sh- see like a heat sensor. That's what I feel when that comes in. It's like a heat sensor. So the whole building will go dark and I'll see, I can see where a person is. And so I told them and they're just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. You know, if we go in there, they're going to have a bigger head start. Um, If if they're not there and I'm like, they're there, got to go and they're there. And again, I didn't do this. I just told I didn't, you know, I wasn't there to go in. I was just doing this by the phone. But they went in and got this fugitive and took him off the streets. I just remember sitting there going, oh, my gosh, it just it hits so close to home having children that that was probably one of my fa- favorite cases. I have quite a few, but that was very, um, I don't know, it meant a lot to me. It you know?
0: must've been so rewarding, right? To just say, it, and, just, and also to trust yourself, like to be adamant of, hey, please, you know, because again, if you if you were just like, oh, well, it is what it is, that they, they may have missed that opportunity. But because that feeling was so strong and that impulse was strong, you know that. But it's it's great to kind of, you know, anyone like that that we get off the streets is certainly an improvement for yeah, sure, right? I just yeah. This, but I was in the car with two kids
1: in the back seat, you know, in their little yeah. House. And you know, there's never a convenient time for a case, and I learned that a long time ago. You just have yeah. to go in, and you will be guided. If it's like that. And I felt guided still nerve wracking. There's never a time where it's not nerve wracking.
0: Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, of course it is. And and I think one of the biggest things that, you know, sometimes we worry about is being wrong, right? Because there's a lot of trust and energy. But, you know, and and there are things that could be wrong. I mean, that we can't keep at a hundred.
1: No. And this is the only profession where they you they expect you to bat a thousand, you know? Yes. 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 The difference and this is what I explained to them, and I've explained this to people that I've worked with, you know, in the FBI and other and to our own investigations team, is that it's interpretation. So they're never wrong what comes through, but it's interpretation. It's how you look yeah. at information like if you if you start putting it together, you're probably going to be wrong. But if you just take the information for how it comes to you, that's what they need. you know. So for yeah. instance, on one of the cases, I'm like, I get this cousin. There's something about a cousin. I don't know how this cousin fits in it. Well, they know exactly mm-hmm. how this cousin fits in it. So you just give it and you let it go. You don't sit there and have it fester in your head. You just write it out and let them put all the clues together, even if it doesn't make sense at the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is important. To not to not let the investigator get in the way. <laughs> right. Right. So I'll tell you about what one of the cases real fast about
1: yes interpretation. So they were going to bust um this person to get another person that they were sort of survey you know, um surveillancing for about a year and a half. And I kept seeing these two bulldogs and I'm like, There's something big with two bulldogs like Jennifer there's no bulldogs we've been surveilling them for a long time there's no bulldogs I'm like you know how I work so this could be a name so if there's a name dealing with bulldogs you got to do something if there's a street that's bulldogs you got to figure this out because it's a it's super super important they went in there and they went upstairs to his room and guess what was there it was a bedspread with two bulldogs on the bedspread Oh well that right yeah yeah that's what she's talking about you know but it's just those little things that you could again i thought it it was together Mm -hmm. physical bulldogs you could sit there and go no that's too but over time you realize you have no idea what that means but it's yes it comes through that's where you have to trust yourself and have it you know just say what you get
0: and absolutely yeah absolutely say it yes for sure and uh again so I'm looking forward to this weekend where we get to be live on stage helping others uh, understand the fundamentals of intuitive investigation and what it means and and I I think we have a few little treats in store for them as well which I think will be very fun and exciting so uh I am really looking uh, looking forward to it because you know, educating about intuitive investigation is really important because like you said, you know, we do have a lot of uh, light workers out there, you know that are doing this or putting it out there and you know, and and maybe they are coming from a great place, but without the proper training, you know, we may be lacking the integrity, the compassion, the empathy, which is also extremely, extremely important uh, when we do an investigation. Absolutely. So, um, I, I know that for this uh, Parapod Festival, I do believe that this is going to be extremely fascinating and wonderful. So, everybody, it's going
1: to be interactive. You guys get to yeah. have all some of things, which is going to Yes. Be, Just come out and see what you're made of. It, exactly. No, it's not going to be like, oh, you have the wrong answer,
0: or you have, like, everything. You'll see how it works, which was yeah pretty fascinating. Extremely fascinating. Yes. Now, I know other than intuitive investigation, you, you know, you are doing a lot to help people just in general, right? I, I know you deliver a lot of messages uh, at your events. Uh, do you have anything coming up that you would like to just share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I do. I
1: love this little place called Uncorked. They have the Uncorked Wine Shop. It's in Manhattan Beach, and they also have one at on Hermosa Beach. I do live events there every month. So, which is really, really fun. And so we call it wine and spirits. You get to come have a little bit of wine and I get to talk to you and see what spirits come in. And it's not just about that either. It's also about, um, you know, you can ask a question about your life or about your kids, or I mean, Colby and I both do that. We're kind of, I don't know, we're spiritual strategists, consultants. We help others. That's kind of why we're in this. But, um, the more and more that we talk to people, and I think you would agree, the more people are awake and they want to understand more about yes. how they Absolutely. how they get this information. Because a lot of times, by the time somebody comes to me, I always say I never tell someone to get a divorce unless they're in like arm's way where they're get, something can be heard. Mm-hmm. I give them enough information for them to make their own decision. But yes, you know, like I know, by the time they come to us,
0: they already have a decision made. They yes, absolutely. Them, right? They do. They do. That's right. Um, so uh, if you don't mind, tell our listeners where they can find you, your website, Instagram, your favorite, your favorite hotspot, social media places. Probably Instagram, Instagram,
1: Jennifer M. Schaefer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R, and then Facebook as well. Um, And my website is jennifershafer.com, dot rcom
0: Love it. Well, I had so much fun talking with you and giving the listeners a little bit of insight on intuitive investigation, what it means, and again, your role, and, and just the fact that you are, you know... That, just not a participant, but an advocate, you know, it, it, you are driving this, creating this agency that I think is so imperative to helping people come together, work together, you know, good versus bad. Right. (laughs) And, and, uh, (laughs) and I, I am a big believer that the good guys win. I really am. I know sometimes uh, we fall back a little bit. I'm a big believer in that. And, I love how much your time and your energy that you put into it, your love, your commitment to it, and how you're constantly striving to make this a better world for everyone. We all are. Sorry, that was my little puppy dog that came in, but thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to see you in two days. I'll see you Saturday. Lots of love to you. Love to you too. Bye, Jennifer. Bye, sweetheart.